This is Good Riddance the Podcast. And we back. Another week, episode 25. I am your host, Ivory. Alongside me, I have the co-hosts, and it's Jay, and he's already started on the jack, and he's not even paying attention, but it's okay. It's all good. How you feeling, man? How's the how's how's it tasting? Pause. It's good. Um, unpause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had to kill the. We, we got to drink it, sip on it a little bit slower because uh, we are without ice. Um, and it's going by very very quick. Which is fine, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I know on the last podcast, all you hear is like, you know, ice clinking in the cup. So if you noticed it and you were bothered by it, I do want to give you my biggest heartfelt, I don't really give a fuck. But we're trying to be courteous, so um, showing a little bit more etiquette. That's true, you know, because um, in, in this business, etiquette is, is key. It's, uh, it's needed. Um. Anyway, how you feeling, man? How was your How was your week? How was your weekend? What's the deal, man? How you feel? I mean, weekend is good. Weekend was alright. I, I don't think I did too much. Relax a little bit. Hmm. Um. And what I really do? I mean, uh, I I can't even think from the top of my head, man. As far as what I really did over that weekend, but I just only went by too quick, as it normally does. Right. Uh, Monday came by saying, hey, what's up, motherfucker? We're here again. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's you. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It was still fun, though. It was still fun. You know? As for me, what the fuck happened, man? Um, hey, your kid go on vacation yet? My kid? Yeah. She's three. Like, no, no, no preschool, nothing? No, nah, not yet. Oh, okay. So My mom and my mother-in-law... Is uh, they're holding us back. Me and my me and my girl from oh. putting her into preschool because like, cause your little girl's so smart, dude. I, I thought she was already going to preschool. Nah, she's mass smart. Um, it just I don't know. It just comes a lot from, um, I don't know. When I was when I was a young father, <laughs> I'm fucking dogster. I'm still a young father. Nah, but um, she uh, she watches a lot of fucking um. YouTube videos, and what I try to do, what her mom tries to do, is make sure that the shit that she's watching on YouTube is, like, something of substance. You know, somebody singing ABCs, and... Because I do get that a lot, that she's very, like, smart, like... And she's very... And what I think is she... What I think she is, is she's very, very conversational. Like, she's at that... Getting to that point where, like, she can hold, like, a full like conversation about her day like you know and I was reading a long time ago is that when you talk to your kids talk to them in a way where like you know they gotta talk so like I'll say hey Ivy how you doing today and you know like she'll tell me more than just oh I'm doing fine right she's like good daddy I'm doing good I'm like what'd you eat for breakfast you know and just ask her questions to make her think back and recap her day so like Hence, I think that's what made her very, you know, uh, conversational, you know. So it's pretty, uh, it's like pretty that. dope. It's pretty fun, I like that. you know. I say, uh, did somebody tell a funny joke to you today? You know, just something to make her like speak, not just say oh yes and no, but make her expound on it. You know what I mean? Just trying to 
I want to keep her as creative as fucking possible. Send her to, uh, to England. You want to you, you hear creative? These motherfuckers get creative when they talk. Mm-hmm. So what did you do today? I drank some bloody tea today. Oh, some blood TT. Oh shit. That's why I mean, that's cuz they speak they speak like real English. Like that's why you notice um African people, they speak that same English. It's cuz they're British colonized. So that's why that's where their English comes from. Since we're American, our English is a little bit different. I like my English more. I'm sure there's an African, a Briton, do from Great Britain like I like ours better. Listen, I don't give two bloody fucks. You know, Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's like that in Spanish, though. I'm sure, like, some people's Spanish is, like, different than, like, your Spanish. Like, I used to know a, um, a person when I was—it was back in high school. Mm-hmm. She uh, had her son going to another high school, and um, she used to have trouble with him in his Spanish class because mm-hmm. she's Puerto Rican, and the, and, the, and the Spanish that they teach in school is different than the Spanish that she was taught— that her son was taught. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like her, so like he would he would have to have a hard have a, excuse me, <clears throat> he would have a hard time passing classes or passing exams and shit like that because his English his uh, his Spanish was just not the same. And the teacher was from um, Bolivia, so it was like it was a disconnect there. So I was like, there needs to be a middle ground, though, man. I don't. <clears throat> I guess when you when I look at it that way, mm-hmm. I guess to. Piggyback, you're right. I guess England would be because every country defines a language. I think England obviously defines English, and they're called Englishmen for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then of course you have Spain. You have Spaniards. Spanish comes from Spain. Spain. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they have, they have their little ways of talking. You know, they they use the th a lot when they speak their words. Which I don't know. I had a uh, it's weird. I had an African dude. He's like, um, he turned around, he sneezed, he's like, choo. He's like, excuse me, sir, can I have a handkerchief? And I was like, oh, handkerchief? What the fuck is... So and I was like, a tissue? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> I would I would have slapped him silly, because a handkerchief is what you would pet, what you would have in your suit. That little, It's a little cloth. Hey, but... Man, let another man ask me for my handkerchief, man. We fighting. Those are I immediately ones. went to my chest. Oh, handkerchief. You see, that's the, the, <laughs> the purpose of a handkerchief was to have it in case a woman ever needed it. So, God forbid, you as a man. You sneeze and you ask sneeze me. You sneeze and my... you ask me. Yeah, don't you dare disrespect the English courtesy that way, ever. <laughs> but that's just what they call it, man. I, you know, got to let them live. Don't kill them. You get cut like that in the U.S., player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, handkerchief, man. Let me show you a freaking... My weekend, my weekend. What I do? Uh... I was chilling Saturday. Oh, I did got something. I did want. I did want to bring something up to you real quick. What's up? So I'm chilling with my girl. It was Saturday, and um, I had left out the house because uh, my mom she been having like a few hard times. Like not hard times, but just like she just hasn't been herself. You know, there's been some changes in the family. Um, so I can tell like things. She's taking things a little bit. You know. Harder or, you know, she's just not used to it. My little brother is, has moved out. So my mom is now living alone. And, like, it's taking her a minute to get adjusted. My brother moved out about a month ago, I think, at this point. And um, so she's been at home primarily, like, by herself. Okay. So 
I could tell like she's getting bored and you know it's just the it's just the change. She's she hasn't lived by herself in like years. Right. And then so like and my dad died in 2014. When my dad passed in 2014, shortly after that I moved out. Um and then my other brother moved in because he had his little hiccups. Then he moved out and now my little brother's moved out. So now she's like alone alone, like living alone alone. Wow. So now she's, you know, you know, she I talked to her over the phone and she kind of mentioned, you know, she missed my pops and shit like that. So so now like I've been trying to like make sure, you know, she's good. So I'm just calling her at random times in the day, swing by before or after work real quick. Um shit like that. So Saturday morning I go to my mom's and just kick it for a minute. Um and then my girl calls me a little while I'm there. She's like, "Yo, um my aunt wants us to come through. She cooked. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll be back. I'm leaving here soon anyway. I'll be there in a minute. Get there. We go to her aunt's house. Mind you, my uh, my girl's family is from uh, Guatemala. Got it. So she made caldo de res. Ooh. Did I say that right? Yep. <clears throat> Bro. Caldo de res, yeah. It's good. I'm not a fan of soup anyways. But just me in general. I'm not a fan of soup unless it's like. Hmm. Let me rephrase it. I I like soup. I just don't like when she. Let me just get right to it. She made me a bowl of caldo. It was the fucking biggest bowl in the house, the deepest bowl in the fucking house, and it was like about six of us sitting around the table, and we all had an equal sized bowl, and the proportions looked equal. Mind you, I'm the only black black dude sitting around the table. Everybody's eating. Doing their shit, you know, they got the little queso fresco, they got the, you know, tortillas and hot sauce and all types of shit, the little, the little pleasantries that goes on top of it. Right. Bro, I'm eating, I feel like I'm, it's never ending. <laughs> like, everybody's, like, bowl is, like, almost done, and I'm the only one with a bowl, like, th- I'm like, yo, I ask my girl, I look over, I'm like, yo, how do I eat this? Y'all just about done, I'm barely scratching the surface of this shit. How, like, how are y'all eating it? <laughs> Everybody's got their bowl turned up, slurping the rest of the juice out, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm full as." <laughs> it was some of the funniest shit. She's like, "Yo, you gotta learn how to eat this shit. This shit is not. This it's a, it's a. You gotta do this shit in a certain way. Like you can't just eat it the way you're eating it." I was like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta learn." So I was like, "Let me bring that to the podcast and let me ask my boy. Maybe he got some tips, some tricks, some insight, bro, for me." <laughs> that shit was deep. That kalo was deep. It was listen. I was like, and 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 I told her, yeah, I'm hungry. Here's a, give he, me a little. Here's a strategy. She's like, that's a little. I'm like, yo, this is not a fucking little. The strategy is, you go for the meats first. Mm-hmm. Get the meats out the way. Then you hit the vegetables. Okay. By the time you murdered those suckers down, by the time you realize that that bowl's halfway, just juice. <laughs> You start sipping the juice, start a conversation. By the time you see everybody looking the other way, pick that bowl up, put it right back down. <laughs> Man, it took me like 45 minutes to eat that fucking bowl. I was like, yo, it's a big-ass bowl of soup. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, no I, soup for you. I, I think um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's real talk, though. I mean, when you, when you go to some Hispanic families, man— mm-hmm. It's like, you got to know how to eat. You got to, man. It's like, you know, 
there's no room for the for the soft stomach. It's like they will literally have you eat a big bowl of soup. Right. And by the time you're done, you got a carne asada coming up right after. Like, wait, what? Whoa. And wait a minute. I, did you not just see this whole big ass wonton soup I just ate and shit by myself? <laughs> yeah. Like this was a this was a bowl for three, and <laughs> you had me fucked that up all by myself. Yo, that shit was big, but it was good. I thought you had a good time, man. I, I like the fact you're spending time with your moms, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got like to, that. man. It's 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 different. And I, I, me and my brothers, we got like a group chat and shit. I hit the group chat with them. And it was like, yo, I don't care what y'all got to do. Like, if you on her side of town, like, cause like we're all spread out, and so like. Like I live like in Mid City. Yeah. Um, my brother, one of my brother lives in Compton. Another one lives in Lawndale, and then another one lives in Hawthorne. So we're kind of, yeah, kind of di- spread out a little dispersed. bit. Dispersed. You know what I mean? And my mom stays right there in the heart of South Central. So um, we all grew up there. So I just hit the group chat like, "Yo, like, whatever y'all do, just make y'all make sure y'all pull up. Like, you feel me? Spell. Just pull up. Even if you're just passing by for 10, 20 minutes, like, just pull up. If you're going to get something to eat, like. Pick her up, take her out. To, you know what I mean? Just, just those little shits because or like take her something, yeah, yeah. Drop some food off, or, you know, it's just something like, cause it's uh, you know, um, it just is what it is. I mean, I feel like once, like a staple in the family passes away, just kind of things just around it starts to kind of slowly fall apart. Like, I grew up with my great grandma. I had, I got to see my great grandma. I lived to ninety six. My great grandma. That's awesome. So like she, when she passed away, like, like part of the family that she kind of kept in the picture, when she passed away, they kind of faded away. Is that crazy? Yeah. Then when my grandma died, like people that she kind of kept close to the family, as far as family members go, as far as family members go, they kind of broke off and faded away. That we don't really talk to them anymore. So like my pops did the same thing, and then so my uncles. Few of them kind of fell off, you know. And what's so crazy is none of us lives that far apart. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like Where they kind of. It's kind of like I don't know, man. So I just want to. Um, I just kind of want to like keep that, keep it going. Like we can't forget where we where we come from. We can't forget about moms. For the holidays, we still need to go over. We still need to pull up and just have the holidays at my mom's house. So I told my mom like. She said, I don't even know if I'm going to cook for Christmas. Like, I'm going to just be here. I'm like, no, you got to cook for Christmas. We are all coming over. We are all hanging out. We all going to clean off the fucking table, crack out the dominoes, pull the spades out. You know, like. My boss is it's, dominoes. Bro, we got, we got to. We gonna, I'm gonna, I told her, I was like, um, I'm going to make sure one of these days before Christmas, I stop by Target or some shit and pick up Monopoly. So I can come over here and take y'all's money. I'm cleaning up. I'm canceling Christmas. Isn't that some crazy shit, man? You look at some of the games from back in the day, Monopoly. You realize that the game was to ensure... The the objective of the game, make everyone go bankrupt. You realize that? That's real life, man. That's what I'm saying. Monopoly was such... uh, See, man, I I, I appreciate that game so much. It's not even funny. I feel like that game... As a kid, you just like, ah, oh, this is whatever. I feel like kids don't really have fun with that game. But it subconsciously teaches you some shit that you're going to want to know. 
Life lessons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's 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 slow. You know, like shit. Like when we was kids, you hear shit, and you just kind of hear it, and it don't resonate. But as you get older, you hear that shit again. You like now I know what this motherfucker was. Ta- now I know. Now I understand. That's how I should say it. Now I understand. I can fully comprehend what's going on here. Yeah. You hear mm-hmm. it in music, in movies, TV shows. Shit. Some shit, like your parents probably said that you was like, what? All right. You just kind of took it for what it was. But now, shit, you are your parents now, basically. Hey, this is true. This is very, very true. But I think that that's the journey of life now. I mean, um, yeah, it's just the, the 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 piece of it that you just you'd never grasp. It happens, man. It happens. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, real quick, I was I read a tweet about Lamar Odom. He uh, he's returning to pro basketball. He's gonna be playing overseas um, for uh, for a team from the Philippines. So I do want to, you know. Shout out to his comeback, to his uh, back to full strength, looking healthy. Um, he's writing a book, you know, shit like that. So that was that was pretty dope. Why, that was pretty why, dope. why overseas though? I don't get it. Well, I mean, he's not he's not playing back in the NBA. He's not bomb material or what? He's not what? Bomb material. I mean, he can still play. I mean, just not in the NBA. The NBA game has changed, so his game is. Kind of outdated, dated, yeah. But overseas, yeah, yeah. Man. He can, he he can, he can get some buckets you, overseas. You, you just disrespected all the full two foes out there. You realize that? I disrespect it, man. Why? It's like out here. I would never disrespect the, the, them. The, the game is different. But you send the, you send him to to the Philippines and to Japan. It's like oh, he'll dunk on it, man. He'll 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 ball out there. That's not a di- the the. <laughs> let me tell you this. I don't know if you ever watched. Um, I don't know how into overseas basketball you are. Nah, I'm not, I've never seen a game. The only dude I knew from overseas was that seven foot. What's his name? Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yeah. But when you watch their game, it's beautiful. Like really? the way they play basketball is beautiful. It's, it's all finesse. It's all skill. It's like, it's really it's really nice. It's really like. You feel me? Like it's really skillful. Like a lot of players that play overseas, overseas, they can, they probably can't make it in the NBA. But like, it's, it it looks nothing like an NBA game. I'm concerned. Well, in today's NBA game, everybody's jacking up threes. That's true. Good point. Like, good point. Remember how the Spurs used to play? The good Spurs. Back in their championship winning days, the scary Remember, Spurs. They were like they were the most boring team in the league, all fundamental. That's true. Right. That's how. So imagine the Spurs playing the Spurs in those days. Boring as shit. Like wow. physically, like when you're an adult and you watching basketball because you love and appreciate the art of the game, you will like it, right? But when you're a kid or when you're just you know, uh, a novice to the game, to watching the game, all you want to see is slam dunks everywhere and three-pointers being drilled. It's kind of different. All you see is... Pat- Greg Popovich says back then, 
A motherfucker do not shoot the ball if we haven't passed it six times. I need at least six passes every possession. That's genius. He's like, because after that, like... No one knows what, nobody knows what's happening. You're passing the ball. They come down, they kick it in the post to uh, Tim Duncan. Then Tim Duncan kick it back out the post over here to Mama Ginobili. Then Mama Ginobili pump fake, drive the lane, kick it back out to Tony Parker. Then Tony Parker sneaks it in to Boris Diaw for that little two-hand dunk. That's boring. We want to see a nigga come down the lane and just dunk on the whole team. LeBron style. We want to see a nigga just dunk on the whole fucking team. Can you imagine if you had a team of LeBrons? Like an entire unit. I mean, hey. We see it in Golden State, no? Yeah, as talented as they are, bro, I mean, it's not LeBron. Nobody's LeBron. Dude, he's a freak of nature. I keep saying that. He's a freak of fucking nature. Right? I don't even know. Um, like he's the, he was the gladiator that was built for basketball. Right? I mean, he's MJ's worst nightmare. LeBron? Oh, no, but they're areas, still, but they're man. still not in the same category though. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 let my sweetness confuse you. Right. Don't let these nice words get you off guard. Don't do it. Don't do it at all. So what's been what's been what's been on your mind, man? We got right. a topic. We all right, a, man, here we go. I'm just gonna jump into it. I man. stopped I, looking up. I stopped looking up like topics. What's circulating in the, like the uh, because you know what in the news cycle? Because I feel like sometimes because we have a podcast, we got to talk about shit that we think other people want to hear, yeah. but. 90% of that shit I don't really Even give a fuck About my damn self And I just feel like Sometimes I'm talk- we talking about shit That's just kinda like Cookie cutter bullshit That doesn't Feed into the grand scheme Of things Not with our life Our family Not with shit that we even I wanna get on a different wavelength So Moving forward Let me tell you One thing that uh, uh, Good riddance Has to be set forth Tell me, let it know. So, the word models. The word models, okay. Models. Do you remember back in the day, there was a time when people say, oh my God, she's a model. And then you'd be, you know, all you could think of is a centerfold, or you could think of as a Victoria's Secret. When I used to hear the word model, I used to think of fucking, like, a model. I used to think of, like... Tyra Banks type Cause Tyra Banks is a model Right Back in her day I'm not saying She's ugly now Back in her heyday Beautiful as ever Right But now when I hear the word model I'm like what bitch on Instagram You what, What's this bitch on Instagram Let me check <laughs> You see But I, I think I think you, the word model Is thrown out way too easily Now you're absolutely right Cause model I mean the, the, From what I recall a model was it was a woman who had a profession. You didn't have to be the best looking woman, I mind you. All mm-hmm. right, let, let me make that clear. It was all about the poses you can put together. It was all about, I guess, there was a science behind what a model was. It was it was a um, right. It it wasn't about just about being beautiful. Yes, you were beautiful, right? I mean, yeah. But it was it was just it was like a mentality. Like it was like something that you seen that was model like. Does that make sense? It does. It's it, you know it's it's just like anything else. It was a craftsmanship, mm-hmm. and their objective was to be able to paint a picture with their own photo. You see, when most models would basically pose, you know, they they do those half naked poses or whatever. But 
It was the passion that was in the pose. Right. I never understood that shit so much, you know, and I guess I see it more now than, you know, now that I'm older that I could appreciate. I mean, look, man, I found myself looking at art. Facts, Keller, man. You know facts, I mean? yeah. I've, I, I've stopped and look at art and I look at art now very, very differently than what I used to look at it 10 years ago. I look at like, uh, well, you know. art evolves. A model, I think a model was. Well, no, but what I mean by art, I'm talking about old, old, some old art, old pictures. Right. You know, some of those old Picassos. Because, you know, like, uh, I would go back and be like, dude, Van Gogh, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, what, what the fuck? Is? Like, before, I, was, I, I, used to, I used to talk mad shit. So are you saying that? But now, mm-hmm. I look at it now. And, I, and I, I guess I start to see the bigger pictures of, of the ideas that these dudes had before anybody else actually had them. Right. The, the finessing that they put together in an image. And I think models really put this into perspective. You know, like supermodels, they really basically put something in image. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Hugh Hefner had this whole idea that a woman's body is the most beautiful sculpture known to man. And this is known as fact. Because there's nothing more beautiful in that sense than a woman's body. I mean, if you just consider their their their... The eyes, the nose, the lips, the hips, the the just everything. Just, right. I mean, look, a prime example. Look at that. Look, look, look at that walk down. What was that Tyra? Yeah, Tyra. Yeah, prime time. Look, see, not doing too much. Just a little, just a little play, like a little. Uh, you saw that? But times have changed, bro. Like you tell me about. You hey, you, hey. you you bring up you bring up Hugh Hefner. I think uh, Dan Bilzerian, Bilzerian. Is like the modern day, like I follow, like I follow that motherfucker on Instagram. Uh huh. It's some of the most motivating shit ever. Like when I see people in positions that I be trying to strive for in my day to day, I be hella motivated. I'm like, yo, you know, I follow him too. You know, I, I find his story. It took me a long time to find out exactly what I found him on Instagram, and I was like, oh. But it took me a while to even find out what he did or why he is, what he, why, how he got to where he got. Usually, p- people have that shit on front street. Who they are, how they got here, where they come from, how they made it. He didn't. He's, he's kind of laid low. He's just chilling back. He's like, yo, you know, you know, if you don't, fuck it. Don't bother me. I don't, I don't care. I'm still in this fat ass house. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm still on Instagram grabbing titties and shit. But you see the bro- I mean like you know here here's the the thing about this dude, right? I would you know I honestly wouldn't consider him the modern day Hugh Hef for one reason. What's that? Because they got a lifestyle, granted, you know, like that lifestyle that Hef had. Mm-hmm. But um my bigger thing would be this. He's more uh, he's his own entity. Uh, he is literally every man's goal to manhood, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You see, because everybody wanted to be Hugh Hef because he had all the bitches, because he had all these beautiful women around him, like whatever, right? Everybody assumed that he was smashing every single centerfold he had, whatever it may be, which he might have been. But the thing about it is that Hugh Hefner had a business that were the women. Without the women, he had no business, right? Mm-hmm. And that that was his biggest, I mean, his biggest deal, that in this case scenario... He literally created a business of the beauty of the woman. 
Right. Which is by far one of the best, most beautiful businesses you could ever have. Dan, on the other hand, his business is his business. He just so happens to have the women around just because he loves having them around. He's not, you know, he doesn't make money off like, oh, let me take a picture of you and I'm going to post you and then I'm going to make you look like, you know what I mean? Like, right. He doesn't, he, I mean, he, he shows the beauty of the woman that we already know of. So if you have taught us how to appreciate that woman, and Barzerian is showing us how to exploit that woman. <laughs> well, but I don't <laughs> I mean, think he's exploiting. exploiting. I know, I was fucking with you. Exploiting? I would but, think uh, he's not holding these bitches hostage. No, no, I know, I'm fucking with you. No, what, what I'm saying is that he just, he, he has them there and he's showing you the, the lifestyle in the world that you can have, mm-hmm. that every man wants. Because again, he and you're absolutely right. He's not holding anybody hostage, which is what I think is so incredible, man. That's a lifestyle that you have to have. I think in his position, I would only assume that you have to trust at least the majority of the the girls that are around you, you know, or or at least have a system in place well, to not but, let you get suckered by these women. Well, but I don't think he's gonna get suckered by these women. Like you're assuming that they have the passwords to his fucking online banking. No, no, no. I don't mean like that. I'm talking about. Let's be honest here. Let's look, let, let, uh, you know, uh, what is that? Spades for spade. I mean, we're talking back in the day, world wars got started over some good pie. So let alone, he just happens to find a good pie within that line of sight. Well, but. And God forbid it becomes multiple pies in line of sight. Bro, can you imagine that? All I know. Oh, that's scary. I mean, he, he, he has to have some sort of system in place. He was on, um. On Joe Rogan's podcast, and they 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 shifted the conversation from one thing into talking about how prostitution is illegal, and talking about how it shouldn't be illegal. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to agree with him. If a woman is, I'm not talking about sex trafficking and women being held hostage and doing things against their will, but the women who are deciding to put their body for sale, essentially, that's their choice. We, they don't want us to tell us anything else to do with their body, so why this? They don't want anybody else, especially men, to have a say-so in whether they do abortions. So why this? They don't want anybody to... Uh, they want to walk outside, damn near ass naked, and not have men objectify them. Call them and say, hey, try to get their number, push up on them at the club, whatever the case may be. So why shouldn't they have a choice if they want to sell services? Because like Bill, like Bill Zarian said... That has to be one of the most purest transactions ever. A man comes in. He's willing to pay you what you're charging. He gets what he wants. You get what you want. What you want. Go your separate ways. Y'all don't even have, ever have to see each other again. That's a clean business. It's, well. it's, 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 you get what you want, which is... You know, a piece. You want a slice of pie. She wants X amount of dollars. You say, hey, I have X amount of dollars. And she says, hey, I have a slice of pie. Swap. Hey, 
You go back home to your wife and kids. I never existed. I got a deposit to make. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree. I'll, I'll leave it there. I'm inclined to agree. I think I would fall close in that same boat. It's just the only concern that I would really have with it is that the sanitary uh, is it sanit like this uh, sanitary? Yeah, uh, that's up to you well, well, and that person. Uh, well, no, no, no. Here, he, he, I guess to be safe. <laughs> no, he, no. Well, that that's a part of the situation, but I'm thinking that it's got to be controlled now. Here, I mean, it's it's a big deal to try to control something, okay? Mm-hmm. Because okay, let's say hypothetically, it would be. I think that it would be fine to have legal prostitution, right? Mm-hmm. As long as it's a transaction that can be done in a business setting. You you ever seen the Bunny Ranch? I've heard of it. So the Bunny Ranch is like it's a ranch, right? Where you walk in, it's a big ass ranch. You know, you you know, you drive yourself in there. You know, I don't know if you pay an entry to get in. But all it is is you know you, they 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 line up a a whole roll of girls, mm-hmm. right? And then you pick one or two or whatever you want. Right. They give you the price and you say fine. They give you a room, and then they provide protection. Okay. Right? And they obligate you. You can't do anything without protection. Right. And then on top of that, not only do you are you obliged to that, but of course you're not going to go into this ranch and assume that you're gonna you know you're gonna steal from anybody or beat somebody down or do something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Because as much as I think that it'll be great to have it, I'm more concerned over those girls that, you know, let's say if this were legalized this across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid one of these you know these pretty little girls goes and does a job she's supposed to get paid, and this this you know she 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 never realized that she's with a maniac. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. There needs to be yeah, there some some level of hey. safety or control. Hey. Let me bring it full circle. Go for it. There needs to be a business that steps in, <laughs> that that collects the money, ensures the work, the quality, the 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 progression. <laughs> you see how my mind thinks. Right? <laughs> you see how that she goes full circle. <laughs> Hey, that was hey for the for the listeners, man. That was a (laughs) that was an insider. Oh my god, man! One of these days, y'all gonna hear about it. Wow, I'm 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 I I shit you not. That just goes to show you how my mind thinks. Okay, you see, it's it's there's always there's always a way to make business. Yeah, it is. It's a business for everything. But anyways, um. What else we got, man? We got oh man. Well, let's talk about this, man. This is, this this is already like a couple years removed. We may have touched on it a quick second. What's that? But let's touch on Adrian Peterson. But not just so much Adrian Peterson. Let's we're gonna use his example and then just kind of just bring it to where we where we stand with this whole thing. Okay, explain okay. to the viewers or the listeners. So back. I don't know. This is probably like it initially happened like four years ago, right? He his son went to the doctor. I think it was just for like a normal checkup, right? 
um, just a normal physical, right? Um, and the doctor reported to whatever source, DCFS, whomever, right, that Adrian Peterson's son had whelps and like markings on him, mm-hmm. right? Like he had been beaten or whooped or whatever, right? Right. Um, and Adrian Peterson, he basically took it on the chin. He basically said, oh, no, um, I disciplined my son with a belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he went through all that stuff, like investigations were opened up and to see if his son was being abused and phys- physically abused and all this other type of stuff. After, the, after that initial investigation, I guess nothing actually came of it. It was just more of court of public opinion. Right. How so? Ev- everybody had their thoughts about how people should discipline kids. But Adrian Peterson was basically standing on his own too. like, yo, this is how I raised my family. Like, this is how I was raised. I was raised uh, by by basically some southern folks that didn't fuck around. Right. You fuck up. You need to pay for your fuck ups. And so he basically said he disciplines his kids with the belt. Okay. He, at no point is he ever trying to physically abuse them. At no point is he ever trying to just um, enforce his will or his power over his kids. He's just using that as a deterrent to steer his kids in the right direction. Right. Um, fast forward a couple weeks ago, it comes back up into the news because Adrian Peterson was asked a question, and he basically said that whole situation that was that's in the past. He didn't allow that to change him. He still physically, you know, whoops his kids okay. when, when, whenever he sees fit, when they're out of line, when they're not, um, when they're, when they're not doing the proper things. When it's necessary. When he feels necessary, right? And basically, at no point is he trying to. He's a football player. He's big as fuck. He's whatever. At no point is he ever trying to enforce his will on his children. Right. Mind you, at that time, his son, when he, when it all started, his son was four years old. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that situation? What do you what do you think about the situation about him for now for about four years later standing by his decision? And what do you, where do you stand on disciplining children? So, as it relates to discipline, man, I I am a big believer, and again, um, I actually found the same boat as he does. To be quite frank with you, as far as um, what? As far as the the, the the sake of discipline. Now, I think, I mean, how do I say it to you? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be able to see myself whipping a three-year-old. Right. Because I think that their, their, their mindset is not there yet. You know, it's, it's they still. They don't have that physical capacity to, to, to d- differentiate right from wrong. And right. Shit like that. Yeah, right. I get you. You know, so. I agree with that. Uh, but, but there is, there is a time and place for it. Um, because. Here's the truth to to to, to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were growing up, for the most part, you know, we were taught to respect our elders. Uh, we were taught to, you know, be mindful of others. We were taught to respect people and all this other kind of stuff, right? Right. And uh, our parents never really taught us this just because they wanted us to respect them. They taught us this because they realized that we would need this in the capacity of living life in its fullest proportion. You know, my my um, 
you know, in-law basically mm-hmm. told me, or he, he preached this all the time. You never raise a kid for yourself. You raise the kid for others. Because it's those others that will be dealing with that child. Not you. I mean, you got them. All you're there to do is to train them. Mm-hmm. Right? Stay them in the right direction. That's it. So in that sense, you know, uh, I mean, I, I do believe that discipline is needed in various cases. You know, not for everything. You see, it, it's a judgment call at that point. Like, I have steered and I have given discipline when, when discipline is needed. But, of course, to an extent. And, uh, you know, like, you know, my children know it. They, they, know, they know what my discipline is and they know basically how it all works out and why things occur the way they do. You know, because it's explained to them. It's not just, oh, well, you know what? I did it because I'm angry. No, it's, there's, there's a reason behind it and there's a limitation. So those Southern folk or basically the, you know, the, those Central American or those Mexican families, I mean, they, this is all culture that came from outside of the natural realm. Right. Our cultures were taught this way. Our, to- our cultures were basically, if, if a child disrespects you, you know, you, you put them in their place. Now, those times have changed a mm-hmm. whole lot. You know, don't get me wrong, because back then they used to, you know, I, I would feel, honestly, that they would kind of take it overboard sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you an example. You see, but, and, and this example that I'm about to give you, you know, it, it, it just goes to show how much we learned from this. And, for, and granted, you know, these are, these are examples that we're not imposing on our own children now because we figured, okay, maybe that was a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But this is just to give you an example. Me and my brother were fighting, right? Mm-hmm. We used to fight often. So my, my, my father, he'd be like, you know what, man? If you guys don't get your act right, you know, you're going to have some massive consequences. You know, we're thinking we're gonna get a beatdown. Mm-hmm. He's just like a beatdown would be too nice. You're gonna get consequences. You better get your act right. So he'd give us these warnings, and we keep fighting. So then one day, he gets home. My mother tells him that we're fighting again. You know, and now he's fed up with this. Okay, fine. You guys want to fight? He said, "You guys are brothers." He said, "But you, if you guys really want to fight so much, you guys have to love each other." And right now, because of your lack of understanding, mm-hmm. you will be disciplined. So we had a in, in, in our kitchen, it was tile floor. Right. And when we lived in Westchester. And what my dad did was that, uh, you know, he, he grabbed a bag of rice. And he put it on the floor. And he scattered out the rice on the floor. And he made me and my brother get on our knees on the rice. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't move there for 30 minutes. So, oh, hey. so consider just rice digging into your freaking knees. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like it's getting embedded. You're trying to yeah. move and get comfortable, but you can't because every time you move, you got another rice digging into a bone. So then, basically, <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's crazy. Hey, I, I can imagine that shit. I'd be like, yo, anything for that shit to not happen. You you, you feel me? So, yeah. so that was that that was a discipline that my father did not. Mind you, he didn't do that discipline to us because. You know, because we, wanted to. because we broke a neighbor's window or because we disrespected our elders. That basically was his own beating. He's like, you know what? I will re- I will basically hold you guys accountable mm-hmm. for what I teach you. But the stuff that you guys do to hurt each other as a family, 
you learn in a different way. Another example. Similar scenario, basically, around this timeline, right? Because after that, we're like, dude, we don't, we don't want to go through that shit no more. Like, that was brutal, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to say maybe months after, we, you know, we argue again, and we thought that nobody was home. So we argue again, we fight, you know, my brother takes some licks at me and I, you know, I tried throwing something at him and, you know, I'm over here crying because he got me in the gut and all that kind of crap, right? But yeah. but we're into the assumption there's nobody home. My father was in the living room. He had just gotten into the house because my mom went outside to get the get the mail or something like that. Right. So then we walk out, you know, I'm crying. He's looking at this stuff. He's like, okay. I didn't learn. Throws down the rice again. Same concept. The only difference was... That he goes over, you know, a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. On my back, on my brother's back, a little bit of water. <laughs> Threw some salt. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, what the hell are we doing? You know, now we're on our knees. He's like, you guys don't realize that you guys are flesh and blood. You guys are one. You guys are my children. You guys bleed the same blood. So he literally made us from that little spot on our backs, mm-hmm. right? He's just like, he's like, you know, sometimes you have to be humiliated in life to for you to realize the bigger pictures. Right. So he literally made my brother lick the salt off my back and I had to do the same thing to him. On that little spot in the back of, like in the back yeah. of our neck, right, right. Mm-hmm. At first, we were like freaking pit, like what the fuck? We were pissed, <laughs> right? I saw that, nah, dog, good. <laughs> you know, but yeah. what was the concept though? At the moment, and, and it was so crazy because sometimes it takes a long time for you to capture shit. Because mm-hmm. for some, like you know, for for those families that know what's up, like those families that go back into roots, mm-hmm. like they know, like when I tell them the story, they're like they start laughing. They're like, man, that was a, I guess it was like a tradition back then. You know, where, right. where, where shit like that, you would do stuff like that, basically to humiliate each other, letting letting each other know that instead of being against each other, right, we have to be united, right. And the only way that we ever succeed is when we're united. You, you see what I'm saying? I get it, yeah. So that was the bigger concept. And it was something so crazy that it only took that one time. And now all of a sudden, everything just, that's it. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we'd get our, our, our random beatdowns for shit that we did improperly, right. you know. But it was no it was no longer shit that would be going down because of me and him. Right. You know what I mean? So we were just raised in different levels, man. So, like, I, I, I don't see myself ever doing that to my own kids. Right. You know, just because, like, I mean, although it was right for my time, every time is different. Every, I, I guess, the involvement of discipline changes. I just think it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could. So to to to, to directly respond to that Adrian Peterson shit, it's just I think we're in a different time. I do think that. Physical discipline is needed sometimes, but on the same token, it's like it got to be justified. Like, you shouldn't be leaving scars and whelps and shit on your kids. But let me ask something, though. This is. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let, let, let's consider that concept. Now, I, I just told you my old man's concept. 
Right. How he how he basically dealt with us. Oh yeah. Now, if an athlete of today's time were to discipline a kid that way, can you imagine the repercussion that would come to him? Oh, the world. The world would literally would stop. For, the world would be knocking on his front door. But I, if I if I just take it to my pops, I used to get my ass whooped. If I did some bullshit, I, I knew I had it coming. I knew I had it coming. When me and my little, when me and my little brother fought, this is what he'll do. He'll be like, "Okay, I'm gonna take care of both of you." I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know who's lying. I don't know who's telling the truth. But you're both forgetting it. So what he'll do is pick one of us to start with, and he'll say, "Which hand do you did you hit him with?" You can't say no hand. He's he's waiting for you to pick your pick a hand. You say this hand. He said, "Put the other one behind your back." He'll have a belt. Put your arm out, hand out like this, palm up. He'll take a belt. Got it. And you keep doing it. Put your hand out again. Again. And just keep hitting until he it. Bro, by the time he's done, your hand is about is swollen up. It's bloodshot red. It it hurt to the touch. Tell your brother to come here. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. And if he was really feeling himself, he'd be like, all right, wash your hands real quick. Don't dry him. <laughs> Bro, and fuck <laughs> your shit up. I, one, of, one of the craziest ones that happened was I had to be like sixth or seventh grade or something. Like, I was in middle school for sure. He, um, I was bullshitting at school. Teacher gave me a letter to take home. Right? So... And it was a handwritten letter, basically, or not a handwritten. It was a letter that she had put in there, and it also had a um, like a letter, uh, a handwritten letter in it. So she's like, "Take this home, get it signed by your parents." I'm like, All right, took it home. I read through it, quote unquote, read through it. I go in, I force my mom's signature. Take Ooh. the take the letter back, give it to the teacher. In that letter was a letter um, agreeing, a letter of intent for my parents to show up, for one or both of my parents to show up at parent conference that was coming up like that next week. I signed it. I didn't really read it. Parent conference, come and go. No show. So they, my teacher calls home at this point, talks to my parents like, yeah, you gave us a letter, signed, sealed, and everything, saying that you'll show up to a parent conference. You didn't show. Um, I had some things I needed to show you um, and talk to you about. I get home. Pops don't say nothing. Moms don't say nothing. They just let it go. One day, and this was like uh, my sixth period class. So this is like, this is like uh, last period. Teachers show up. I mean, my parents show up to class 30 minutes before we end. I'm like, yo, my fucking parents is sitting in the fucking classroom. What? Like, it was crazy. They showed up. My te- teacher opened the door, let up sit in the back of the class. I'm sitting there sh- on hush. Like, I don't need nothing to happen. And at this point, I still don't know that that they know that the, fi- the signature was forged. So we sit down. She pull out papers, and she sits down with us, and she's like, okay, uh, so... Uh, did you sign this? My mom was like, no. This is not my signature. <laughs> so right there, it's already sold. Yeah, he forged his signature. 
So I'm already in trouble there. She pulls out some more papers. It's me. Um, one of them was me talking to a little shorty in the classroom, thinking he about to, you know, trying to get his shit in. Like, I'm, I'm trying to put my bid on this little girl. Her name was Natalie, too. Shout out to Natalie if you ever hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Natalia. Right? So, and then it was another picture of me and the homies in the class. We was drawing pictures of titties and bitches and all types of shit. Just fucking around. Oh, my God. I'm sitting in class. We get to the house. My parents like, so my dad was like, so he brought me in the room. He's like, yo, so we don't even need to talk about it. We've already talked about it. I don't need to hear you say I don't know and blah, blah, blah. He's like, go get Bertha, which is the name of his belt. Man. She sounds like a mean bitch. Mean bitch. That's why I have, I, I feel a certain type of way about every woman in, today, in, in today's day I, that's named Bertha. If your name is Bertha, I automatically feel some t- I'm already scared of you. You were Bertha fucked you up. Let's just put it like, put it like that. If, I, if your name is Bertha, I am scared of you. I go get it. Bro, he was fucking me up with that belt. He was, f- and then after, after the whooping, after the ass whooping, you know what he says? That hurt me more than it hurt you. Oh yeah, that I'm like yeah. Right. I'm like yeah. No motherfucker, that shit. <laughs> this shit don't hurt like it hurt. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. But one thing my dad used to say is, I gotta be hard on you when you're not doing right. I gotta be hard on you because once you're out there and you get mixed up with the wrong people, you get mixed up with the police. It's gonna be way way different, and it's nothing I can do at that point. So if I'm not hard on you now, I'm not doing you no favors. That's true. If I'm if I'm easy on you now, if I don't show you like my wrath, if I don't show you I'm not the one to be fucking played with, you're not going to learn that the police officer, you're not going to learn that the dude out here is nothing to be fucked with. Like you're not going to learn that. You if I'm if I take it easy on you, I am I I am failing as a parent. I am setting myself back. He's handicapping you. I'm, he's handicapping me. Exactly what he was saying. I am handicapping you. And that's real talk, though, when you think about that. Because I, I know my pops would always tell me. He says, look, man, at the end of the day, we got to be tough on all you guys because of the simple fact that it's either one or the other is going to happen. Either I'm going to teach you or another man out there is going to teach you. And, and, He's and, like, and God forbid, the people out there is not going to ever love you the way I love you. Well, it's not even the fact of the love part, you know, because his biggest concern to him was, I'm your father. I'm the man of this house. I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. God forbid the day that another man teaches you what I should have taught you because then I didn't do my job. And th- those were the simple things that he would always bring forth. He's like, man... If you're going to get your ass beat and you're going to get a beat down, you're going to get that from me. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get it from the, you know, from the, you know, anybody next door. You're not going to get it from the cop. You're not going to get it from nobody. Right. He's like, you're going to remember that the only man that can beat me down was my father. And the only time he ever did it was because I fucked up. Was because I needed it. And, I, and, and, like, I agree with that point so fucking much. Like... I don't even know how it's gonna come with disciplining my daughter, other than like having a conversation with her. But like, as a as a young boy growing up in a world that fucking don't care about you, yeah. 
Th- th- that's the like, problem. Like I look back and I and I try to just imagine what shit would be if I didn't get those ass whoopings when I was when I was in the wrong, when I was clearly doing something that wasn't like you know what I mean. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm scared of that shit, man. And you're like what? What happens in a scenario like that? And that's what I mean, man. I truly always say that that and discipline is needed, man. I mean, discipline's mm-hmm. been going on for so many years. It's not until this era where people are just feeling that, oh no, discipline is not the right way to go. And I mean, and don't get me wrong, man, because there is such thing as being able to have a conversation. I do believe that. I do, oh yeah, I do Absolutely. believe that there is a time for conversation. There, you there's a there's a possibility because the... I mean therapists talk about this all the time. You got Doctor Phil. You can't do that kind of thing. You know. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, I, mean, I feel like in the beginning you got to be able to sit down and have a a discussion with your child. Like we're gonna have a talk. I need you to listen and respond accordingly. But that's the thing, you know. Most of the time, like, because see, look, the things that, that I, I remember, my dad. You know, actually, my mom. He, he, he was my mom. Mm-hmm. She would tell us, like, you know, if, if we were we, if we weren't doing right, she would take away our shit. She'd take away that PlayStation, or she'll take away that or Nintendo in this case, actually. Right. She'd take away the Nintendo. She'd take away whatever that it is that we found that was fun. She came to the conclusion we made anything fun. She came to the conclusion that because we lived in an era as we did, we could literally cut pieces of papers and start playing football. Right. You know, it was such a weird consideration of us as children. Nowadays, you take away an iPad and their lives are over. Like those kids' lives will end. Take away that phone, they're depressed. They're talking about depression. They're talking about, you know, all this kind of crazy shit. Right. It didn't happen for us. They take away our shit. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. You feel me? I walked in the house one day after fucking up. There was not one electronically working thing but the light bulb in there. There you go. TV was gone. PlayStation was gone. Phone tra- took the phone when I walked in the house. The charger, was, like there was nothing. He took everything that worked for electronic prop, ele- anything that can be plugged in, anything electronic was removed from the room. You see, it was literally a bed, a dresser, and a desk. But you survived. <laughs> Couldn't go outside. He's like, I need you in the. Ho- you get out of school every day three nineteen. I need you in the house by three forty. You cannot come. You come in after. I need a note from a teacher. If I don't have a note from a teacher, I'm getting off in that ass again. There you go. I need to be at the crib three forty. No later than three forty. So I didn't have time to go get the the hot Cheetos with chamoy on it or any of that shit. Get get home. It's home. Get home. You see, and our shit was that well, we we run into the same guidelines, right? Yeah. When we got in trouble, I, I remember being in my room, yeah, and then going to my window, and then talking to my friends and the little girls or whatever that come to my window and then we talk. But I come outside, I, like, I can't. I cannot. I, do I mean, that I shit. can't do it. Like, but your dad's not even here. He's like, man, this motherfucker got eyes everywhere. Like, <laughs> no, I, I shit you not. I, I remember this one time, man, that uh, my my father told us, do not get out of the house. He's like, don't leave the house because you guys were on punishment. Right. You guys are not leaving the house, and he had shut down. He had the circuit breakers. You know, so there was a screw that would hold the circuit breaker open. Right. He'd knock the circuit breaker out. He's just, and we're like, well, how are we going to get light? He's like, by the time it gets nighttime, I'll be home. Don't you worry about light. <laughs> so we had nothing. Use so, the sunlight till I get here. <laughs> so here's what happens. I go outside. I'm like, you know what? Because during, at this time, there was like a door that led to a little, um, like a little stairway. So I figured I'd open the door, get in the stairway, and I could be talking to my buddies and playing with them there. Yeah. 
you know? And then we kind of walked out like the little side, little grass area, and we're just right there. So we kind of kept eyes. You know, we had another friend keep an eye out like from one street direction, another one keeping an eye on another street direction, making sure that they don't see my dad's car. Right. So boom, we're here having a good time. Boop, boop, boop. Hat, rap, rap. All right. I'm like, all right, man, you don't let me get in because like, you know, the sun's going down. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming up pretty soon. Just as you said, before the, before the sun went out, he's pulled it in. He took a little minute extra of coming inside the house. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder what the hell he's doing. I figured he was right. putting something away in the car or whatever. He comes inside and he asks me, I'm only going to ask you this once. Have you been outside? <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, there's no way he can know. There's no way. There's no way he can I'm know. I'm just like, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I used he, to be petrified he, of those days. He when takes me out for ice cream. When they just say, okay, nah, bro, it ain't okay. Oh, Stop no. <laughs> Look, man, he took me out for ice cream. Mm-hmm. So we got ice cream. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Going out for ice cream. My brother wasn't even home yet. I guess it was with my mom or something like that at this, at, at this particular venture of time. Right. Because he was there when I was outside playing. Right. So then when my pops got there, I guess my mom took him to go buy groceries. There you go. He bought groceries or whatever the hell. So he tells me, let's go. Let's, damn, ice cream. Like, yeah. Cool. I was like, dude, Rich, my man, my bro's not even coming. I got ice cream. Ooh, I'm I living. got it made. I'm living. I get the ice cream. Uh, you know, you want extra sprinkles? Oh, heck yeah. Let me get some sprinkles, man. Let me do... Let me go all out. Let me let me let me get some stuff. <laughs> Fucking sprinkles. We hey. driving back talking about you want some nuggets, man? You want something to eat? You want some, I say, you want some junk? I was like, yeah, man. Let's go. Oh, heck yeah. Pass by pampering you. The the mobile gasoline station that was right around the corner from my pad. And we just go into there and we just start. I mean, I'm picking out a Gatorade and I'm just having a ball. Thinking everything is good. We get to the house, man. Mm-hmm. Takes off his shoes. He lays on the couch. Right. So this tells me, like, all right, the moment he's laying on the couch, man, that's it. When Don got to the couch, it's over. All right, I go to my room. And I'm just relaxing, playing, you know, like little action figures that I had and shit. Like, all right, whatever. Thinking it's over. And then here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors opening and shit. I'm turning around. Okay, then. He's like, it's time to go to sleep. I was like, okay, cool. I said, well, brush you get ready, you know, get showered up. All right, cool. I get showered up, brush my teeth. I go to the bed. I'm knock, you know, I'm about to knock out. Five minutes into my knockout. <laughs> whack, whack, whack. So fucking man. <laughs> I'm getting wailed on while right. I am in deep dream mode. I'm like, I wake up like, right. holy hell. Getting it <laughs> in. I'm talking about that belt was like fucking you up, huh? Man. Like and and, and there was no there was no sign. Right. No no there was nothing. It was just straight mauling beat down. Like to the point that I even tried to move. Like worst right. thing I, I could have done was try to maneuver away from the piece of the belt. Going to the opposite direction. Man, that shit. And he, he I made him extend a little bit. Right. And in the process of extending, he released the belt just a tad bit more. But little did we realize that the little metal bracket got released in this process. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> oh, wait, stop, stop. Hey, hey, hey. And it kept going. She's like, I am not stopping for shit. He's like, I kept going. He said, you should have never moved. You should have never moved. You should just let him fuck. That's He's crazy. like, you should have never moved. He's like, that's a life lesson right there. Right. He's like, you try to resist. He's like, when a cop tells you don't resist, there's a reason for it. Hey, man. It's... So he fucked me up bad. And it turns out mm-hmm. my next door neighbor, and um, her name was Doña Mari. And that little that little spot that I was telling you about, little you know, where the little stair, staircase was yeah, there. Staircase, yeah. And my door was right there. Across was her door. Okay. The thing was that she had a black gate door with little small holes. Okay. So when you look at that door, it looks closed. Like yeah, it's closed. So when my pops came in. The first thing he did was to go inspect. See my boy outside? Yeah, he was here. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's all right. Right. Just making sure. And he tells me the next morning. He gave me no explanation at that moment. I'm beat. I'm there like I can't even sleep now because now I, I got I got dreams of getting my ass whooped. Trying to figure out what happened. That shit matters, man. You got like I had neighbors to like neighbors be fucking you up, man. Yeah, total fucking strangers. <laughs> like but we don't got that relationship now. You see, yeah, I, don't no. even, I barely know the neighbors at my house. At my, at my apartment, I barely know them. I see them. I nod them with up every time I see them. But I barely know them. Like, we don't even, there's no talking. There's no nothing going on between us. It's a different world. Like, there's a, there was a neighbor. There's a form of disconnect. Her name was, her name was Barbara. Ooh, Barbara. And her husband, James. The two biggest snitches on the block. Oh. Snitches uh, get you, stitches. You can do nothing. It seems like any time and every time you was trying to do something, one of them was a block or, 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 or five feet away just looking like they wouldn't say nothing to you. They would say I wouldn't they wouldn't say nothing to you. They'll just let you and do what you're snitch. doing. Oh my god. That shit was crazy. But I mean it was it was it was, it was fun, man. I remember uh he told my pops. That it was this little, it was this girl on the street. Her name was Christ, Christine, Christina. And then uh, she was a Hispanic girl. Ooh, when I was when I was young, I was I had to be like thirteen, some weird shit like that. Probably a little younger than that. Oh, we I used to be trying to get that, and I used to be working on that. I used to think I had all the game in the world, and like I finally got it. And can you believe Barbara? She told my pops, I think he has something going on with the little girl up the street. And then the hom- uh, he was the homie, but he stopped being a homie after this. His name was Tigre. Oh, Tigre. Name like that, bro. His name was Tigre. Oh, man. And he wasn't from Playboys, but he had like a a little bit of a, uh, affiliation. affiliation going on right there when he was kids. Oh, uh, man. Snitched. He 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 used to he used to be on me. He used to be on me, and but me and her we denied it for a cool lot for a long time. We denied it for a long time. She had a little fat ass booty. Until the day you got caught. <laughs> but she, but not, when he found out the truth, it was it was long gone. He didn't give a fuck. He went bro. To be. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story right now. This is this is this is a moment mm-hmm. that we're gonna for for the listeners right now. This shit's about to get real. All right. 
You know, the the little soft talk is done. We just walked into the barbershop. Hey, I'm, welcome, I'm, to the, welcome to the shop. Welcome to the shop. So check this out, man. I I, I was I was reminiscing a couple of uh, experiences, to say the least, right? Mm-hmm. Some experiences that we went through as 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 boys, and which is why it's important for me and imperative to teach my daughter and to train her to be a savage mystery thinker. All right. So, but. I'll get into that later, but let me get to what I'm trying to get to. This segment will be referred to as, do you remember that moment? All right. What moment are we talking? So there was a moment I went, um, I, I went to a girl's house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her parents, you know, they, 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 they were working, they had left or whatever. So I had literally taken the bus to get to this girl's house. Right. Right. So in the process of being there, obviously, the moment I arrived, it, it was it was so incredible how that I mean, how things were. So I arrived to this girl's house. I let her know, hey, I'm about to be there. I'm getting off the bus here at the cut. All right, cool. The moment I'm about to arrive, the first thing she does, she hops into the shower. Right. So by the time I'm showing up, as expected, uh-huh. it is like it, it's fresh, it's aroma, it's it, it's everything that you would expect of a situation, that uh-huh. you know of whatever it is, right? So here we are, like, oh man, here I am. You know, I'm like, oh man, she comes out with the towel, and I'm just like, it's about to happen right now. I'm trying to play it off like it don't mean no thing, right? My mind is like. Bro, if you don't jump on that shit right now, if she walks into that room and gets changed, you a bitch. Like, <laughs> you a bitch. He like, challenge, he's mentally challenge, challenging himself. He's like, you a bitch if you don't did this shit right. Man. But but I knew what was going to happen anyway because yeah. it's, it's been ongoing. Right. You know what I mean? So whatever. We did our thing, cooled it up. And the thing was that, you know, you know when you're at that age mm-hmm. where – you're in that phase, man, where you just want to keep going and doing it over and fucking over again. Like, over and over. Now, don't get me wrong. The stage hasn't changed, but the the, the, pl- the platform is a little bit different now. Right. Whereas, nowadays, you want to do it over and over, but you want to ha- you, you, you make every moment a little bit different. Back then, you could be in the same position for three hours just... And you were happy that you were there. Right. And like you would be stretching right when you felt that you, it was about to come, you start stretching your fucking arms, your chest. Like, don't do it, motherfucker. You start pulling your own hair to make yourself psychologically. You gotta, you gotta, you like, gotta, you gotta pull out for like a couple seconds so you don't, you know what I mean, and reget, regroup. Yeah, you gotta. All right, cool, you gotta, you, you know? gotta regroup. You gotta pull out and just but like move. Get, get in that position now. Take that, like, take that breath. You, you know, you gotta start. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So here's what happened. That's a cold pullout right there, man. So the the the, the scenario here is that we end up, uh, you know, we're doing our thing. And, I, and like I said, I had the habit of wanting to just stay there doing that the entire time. As right. much as I can before parents showed up. So the thing about it was that in this case scenario, mm-hmm. a fatal mistake occurred. Oh, shit. The fatal mistake was. There's I only said, one fatal mistake that there could be here. Yeah. But uh, there might be a few. Yeah. The first one was that at this point, there's about 15 minutes left and we know it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get that last one in, trying to convince her. One more. 
Right. One more to end the show. Trying to convince her. You know, we had just, I, I ordered some pizza. We were just in a little bit of pizza there. I was like, you know, let me just get one more. She kept telling me, you know that that 15-minute window is not enough for the, for what you're trying to do. You know, you're just, no, 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 no. So we had a five-minute debate. Right. We're negotiating, bro. We're negotiating. You realize that word, negotiating? Yeah, negotiation takes place. So at this point, I sold the package deal. What's that? I got it in one more time. But in this process, the mm-hmm. moment I got the agreements and we start rolling it in, right? We hear the, her door was right next to, her dad's parking spot. Okay. One way in. One way out. One way out. And we were in the living room. There was a small little dining table, and aside from that, there was a closet. Like a like a little window closet, mm-hmm. like a, not a window, but a mirror. Like you know, those mirror closets, those, those, yeah, those, yeah. those little sliders and shit. Yeah, this is where they had a couple stuff, pretty full. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> there was only one room, which was her parents' room, because in the living room, mm-hmm. the bed the bed that was there was a couch. It was a couch that opened up and it was a bed. Okay, I had nowhere to go. I literally fit my ass into that closet. I mind you, the time at this particular moment was about 6.20 in the afternoon. Right. Because I'd have been there all day. In this process, I am sitting in the most uncomfortable position inside of a closet. The closet, if I barely breathe and go too much to the left, the closet moves. And you can know that there's somebody in there. Oh, you can see it. Yeah, you can hear it. So I am there like a statue still with my phone at about 10%. And I have no idea. In in the dark. Right. To make matters worse. Right. I got a phobia with spiders. In this process, I hear that the, 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 uh, you know, the wife ends up showing up. She ends up heating up some food. Mm -hmm. They sit down at the dining table that's right next to where the fuck I'm at. Like, literally, like, right there. I can hear them chewing their food. That's fucking crazy. Taking their sips of their drinks. Turning on the TV set. You should have came out like, yo, man, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. I'm hungry, too. Fuck it. I'm fucked up. Let's talk about it. I I I can explain. (laughs) I'm talking about it was one of the... Man, I'm sweating bullets in there. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I feel these this daddy long legs just crawling on my arm. Daddy long legs. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm just trying to figure out how am I going to get out. I'm praying at this moment. I'm talking about, man, I need you to cause a catastrophic situation outside of this building. Right. I need something to happen outside of this building. Get me the fuck up out of here. So, mind you, mm-hmm. it's 9.15. I'm still stuck in that motherfucking closet. They finally go to that room. I try to sneak my way out. Right. So slowly, so gently. My legs, my knees, everything's asleep. I can't even move correctly. I literally made it out that front door busting donuts. That's fucking crazy. Off the fucking floor. All for some pie. Bro. That was a hell of an experience, man. We did a lot of shit for the pie. 
I used to be on my fucking bike at one in the morning, traveling around for some for some for pie. So I like I used to I let, like pie. Let's talk about that pie. moment. Let's talk about that moment. Remember that moment. What, what moment you got to remember right now? That moment. Uh one of those moments. That that was the one I was just thinking about like a couple days ago. I was like, man, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think I had a mo. The closest thing that I can come to, like that of your story, is, and mind you, this is when we were already. I'm already older, so I'm already like. It was like it had to be like just after high school. It was it was just after high school. Yep. So I would say. 2010, at the latest. Okay. Like I was, I was in my prime. So what happens is this girl, who shall remain nameless, Brittany. I'm sorry. I was dealing. <laughs> nah, not Brittany. I never had any any run-ins with a Brittany. Really? But anyways, nah, never never a Brittany. Brittany. Cynthia. Hmm. Cynthia. Samantha. Nicole. Nope. 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 No. No. Like. Really? Cynthia. Samantha. So, nope. Never those names. No Nicole. No Nicoles. Jessica. Amber? Jessica, yes. Amber, no. Diana? Nope. Uh, uh, Roxanne? Nope. Oh, what? I don't know. I've never, yeah, I never. I just don't know broads with these names. Like, Man, I mean, well, I met girls with these names, but never any, like, run-ins where... Wow. Impressive. Abigail? These names. Nope. Never Abigail. Nope. Evelyn. <laughs> I knew a girl named Abigail. I had a lot of respect for her. What about Evelyn? Yeah, yeah, there was a- <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> hey, these names okay. these All names right. just got memories shooting through my fucking oh, brain. Man. Just- hey, I'm peeking on the microphone and shit. <laughs> hey, now nah, Okay, peep, continue. Continue. So she was a very uh her parents were very, very conservative, okay. very, very religious, and her parents weren't there. They were going to church. And it was like a random weekday night. And so I end up driving my pop's car <laughs> to her place. Oh, this just got good. Right? So I park my pop's car on the street, whatever, and I go in. So we're chilling in her house, just chilling for a little bit. And then um, she says, oh, after we hear her parents come in, she says, let's leave. Let's go outside. So we go outside through her back door. We go in the driveway and get in her car. And her car is blocked in. So her parents go in the house or whatnot, and the way the cars are positioned is she can't go. She, like, even if she started up her car, she couldn't drive out because there's a car blocking her from getting out. Right. But it's kind of like towards the front. So if, if somebody comes out on the porch and turns the light on and intentionally looks at her car, like, you could probably see somebody in the car. Okay. Right? It's just how it's positioned. So we're in the car, and... I'm only there for one reason. Like, I'm not there to play with you and talk and uh, none of that shit. I'm I'm there for one reason. I'm there for a slice of pie. Absolutely. Right? So we in the car, and this is the moment where I made a, a statement. And I told the homies, and they laughed at me forever. A statement. I told them, car sex... Is trash. Whoa! Wait! 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 Hold. Okay. 
They laugh me out the room. Car sex right. is trash. I feel disrespected. Hold it's on. absolutely Explain. trash. It is not all it cracked up to be. It is trash. Wait. I am I am too tall. Wait, no, hold up. What kind of car was this? She had it was a Corolla. Problem number one. Continue. I mean I mean the only way I can imagine it not being trash is if we're in the SUV or if we're in a fucking limo. No, because I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Or in a bed of a pickup truck. An SUV. Look, man, I had plenty of Chevy Tahoes in my time. Okay. That back seat drop down of that Chevy Tahoe has been more of a hotel to me than the hotels have been. Well, I've never for been a in nation. A, I've never been in the back of that. Every time it's happened, it's happened in uh, a car. A car. One of them being. But don't you ever move one the of them being forward? A, yes. It's I mean, still not enough. Not because, for me. Well, no, no, no. Not I'm, for I'm me because I'm too tall. Too small, and what I like, and what I like to do, and how I like to carry myself, it's not enough space. I need a little, you know, a little wiggle room. Bro. Like the smallest car had to have been a. Uh, uh, I was about to say Corolla again. A Camaro. No, that, that, that is uncomfortable. Bro, I couldn't like you can't get a full stroke. You can't. You can't. You can't do anything. No, especially at the bucket seats. I mean, you're you're pretty much just stuck there, and they're, they're it was they're, yeah. It was it was it was bucket seats. That's tough. Bucket okay. seats. I will give you that so one. Car sex is just not. You just can't like you find a especially way. if you meet. You just can't do everything that you want to do. It's just not it. You find the homie way. was like, oh, you, bro, what you mean? Oh, my God. I'm like, bro, I'm look, sorry. Look, man. I'm, I'm, I'm I, sorry. I've I, gotten I've got, I've got, gotten a few pieces of pie in, 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 in cars, and every single time, it just, it was just more work, more, just way more than, than I needed just to even be a part of. I'm going to tell you but, something. So what happens is, I end up getting it or whatever. Believe it or not, her brother and her dad comes on the porch, turns the light on. So we freeze. No movement in the car. Windows mad foggy. So I'm like, oh, shit. We sitting there. We probably sat there for like 15 minutes. And then her pops went into the house. So I hurry up and fix myself, put my clothes on, or kind of put my shit, put my shit together. I go out. And then I have to, like, her gate used to make a lot of noise. So I had to slowly creep it open, creep it back closed, jumped in the car, and I bounced. Jumped in the car, and I bounced. And she texted me, like, oh, my God, what, that was crazy. That was that was great. That was this. That was that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, it was, it, was, it was all right. But, shit, I wasn't too fucking crazy about that shit. It was an experience. It was an experience. We used to do crazy shit for the pie. But I mean that's that's as close as it comes to for a for a story like that. I mean it wasn't I ain't never had no locked in the closet for three hours and waiting to get out. No, no, that's true. No, I had that one. It wasn't you know, some of the funniest things I've ever done, man, I kid you not. Mm -hmm. They've always been in the car, man. It's like I there's there's this thing about me, chicks and cars. It's like the three things I mean the, the two things well no, the three things I love the most in life. Right. As it comes to what makes me happy. I mean, aside from my children, of course. Mm -hmm. Girls, cars, and sex. It's like there's a bond that's created in this kind of thing. Like every car that I've ever, like, you know, 
I've ever owned in the past. Like every every vehicle that you know I've ever worked with, it right. had to have been blessed in some sort of way by a beautiful chick. You know what I mean? And 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 whether it was you know whether I would take it to the beach, mm-hmm. right there. You know, bro. You know, one of my one of the other ones aside from the car though. You know, because the cars basically it was awesome, bro. Because you would just be in a movie theater, right? You park that car, you do your thing, and then you go watch a movie. You're happy. You get back, and then you go home. You know, you go to a, you know any location possible. Mm-hmm. There was a norms that I used to go to. I had so many memories. It was a big ass parking structure. I would park at the far corner, and the girl that I was basically messing around with basically lived right around the corner from the norms. Right. So it was always so close for her to be home on time, and yet. It was just amazing, right? I just—I recall this good moment, though. Okay. It was uh, at a park, right? Right. I'm over here with her walking her dog. You know, she's walking her... It was a little shih tzu, you know? We're just walking her dog or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And then uh, while we're walking her dog, um, you know, it was like a little little park area. Small park area. It wasn't, it wasn't an official park. It was more or less like just like a little, you know, a little sub... Like a little suburb area. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was just a small park. In this process, you know, we're there. And she tells me, she's like, you know, she's like, wow, wouldn't it be crazy? I was like, what? You know, like if we, if, if, you know, if we just kind of fucked around like, you know, here. Right? Right. I'm like, nah, you ain't down. And I mind you, man, this girl been everywhere. Right. So I'm like, you ain't down. So then she comes to me. She tells me. She says, like, try me. You ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> we go behind the biggest tree that's right there. Right. And then, you know, just put it doggy down. You know, dog is still fucking kind of rolling. I'm, I'm holding the dog by the, by the fucking leash, and I start going in. I start going hard. Fucking, uh, what is par- it? And this is in the park. Uh, yeah, in the park. Okay. Right? It's nighttime, and we just start going in. I mind you, it's one of those little small parks. So at, at this point... Behind me was like a big cylinder, like wall. Right. You know, those little cylinder walls over there and shit. Behind that is someone's house. Right. So right. I'm here getting it in, and all of a sudden, a sheriff fucking comes up, cruising out of nowhere, fucking beaming lights all over inside the fucking little area of the park. Mm-hmm. Here we are getting nervous as hell. She's like, oh my God. And I'm trying to hold her hair down so I can try to fit. <laughs> So I get, like, I'm, I'm trying to get those last hard strokes and trying to let it out, right. you know, before we get caught. I'm like, fuck right. it. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go to jail, I better let one out. I gotta get, I gotta get the last one in. Yeah, right. But here's what happens. You know, the fucking like, you know, I'm like, dude, you know what? I, I thought about it, man. Nah, hell no. Nah. We're gonna get in trouble for this shit. Right. So I get up. She puts on her shit real quick. I get up, put on my shit real quick. And then what I end up doing. Like I improvise it at the fucking moment because the cops get out. Like you know, because they, they were <laughs> called. Mm-hmm. I let the fucking dog go. I let the little shih tzu run around. Right. And then I book for that fucking dog. I'm right there booking for the dog. The cops like, freeze, fucking throw lights. Man, what the fuck? Right. I'm over here acting like a victim and shit. I grab the dog. I'm over here looking for my motherfucking dog, right? I'm just doing my whole thing. Right. It was a woman cop and a guy cop. Oh, shit. So the woman cop, she bought it. She said, oh, okay. So we, we got a call because, you know, well, we just got a call. But you guys were looking for your dog? Yeah. And then We got a call. I'll be like, yeah. She gets back in the car. 
and the guy cop. So, um, you guys lost your dog, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we, we got it back, though. As you can see, I have it in my hand. And he looks at her and shit, talking about. Right. She looks a little too happy and nervous to have lost a dog. What are you trying to say? Oh, he said that? Yeah. So, I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to say? So what I'm trying to say is. Right. Exactly what I'm trying to say. Do this shit somewhere else. Now take your fucking dog out of here. Do this shit somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not fucking playing with y'all. I know exactly what's going on. This motherfucker, like, and it was so funny because at the moment, like, we were so nervous. Like, we were just like, dude, like, if we get caught with stupid shit like this, like, I mean, that's a pretty fat ticket, bro. You, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's I a, already know. That's a, and, and, and it just goes out like, I mean, not only is it a ticket, you know, for that kind of shit, but at the same time, you could be caught up for indecent exposure. That shit goes on, right? I mean, that shit, it'll fuck a lot of things up. Yeah. So whoever that pig was in that area, I mean, hey. I mean, well, cop, I'm sorry. Whoever that cop was in that area. Shout out to you. Shout out to you and salute to you, my friend, because that was a damn moment I'll never forget. Yeah, man, I just got a lot of fucking, um, I just got a lot of fucking memories. Like, I think back a couple, like, we used to kick it at this one spot close to, near downtown LA. Not quite, oh, you could say downtown LA. We used to kick it. Me before it became LA Live, right? No, me, the homies, and just a bunch of other people. It's like a little, like a dead street on 30th and Olive. That street is absolutely dead at night because it's like a, it's kind of like in a, a warehouse little area. So yeah. at night, it's pretty dead. It's nothing happening on that street, like whatsoever. One day after a wild ass night, we pull up at that street, we park. Then the next week, we did the same thing again. Next week, again and again and again. And it just became like the spot that everybody would pull up to. After the house party got shut down or it ended or whatever, we'll say, you know what? Let's do something. We're going to pull up on that street. We got a car. We're going to put the music on. We're going to turn the music up. We're going to open the doors and the windows to that car, bang the music loud, and we're going to... Continue to go there. We're going to drink. We're going to smoke. We're going to hang out. We're going to whoop, whoop, whoop. And, and go bro, hard. Man, and go hard. We wouldn't leave there till like 5 in the morning. Like, yo, we got to get out of here. Because that's when you, like, 4, 435. the warehouse was open up. Yeah, you'll see, like, people coming to work. So you would be like, <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here now. <laughs> it was like it was like the spot. Then it was like this little, uh, this little pool hall that we used to be at. Pool hall was lit. But it is what it is. You feel me? I mean, Good when time. you was young, you did everything for the pie. Anything anything that was required for the pie, you would do it. But to take that on a different note, I feel that if every man would do as much as we did for the pie for daily success, do you realize how many billionaires we would have in this in this country? Man, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, absolutely. I, it's incredible how when you're young, though, like, and and, and I kind of wanted to like like enlighten on this real quick. Yeah. 
I find it to be, it, it's such a blessing of an amazing feel to be able to remember the, like the fun things, the sad things, the, 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 the stuff that made your childhood a childhood and growing up and becoming a man or becoming a woman or whatever it is. Right. You use so, that. You use that for yeah, sure. You use it. But my thing is that going back and thinking, I don't know where this happens, where the disconnect takes place, because I'm oh I always kind of sit back and wonder where does it happen where that child that's willing to do whatever it took, took any risk, I mean calculated it so improperly, but made it so successful. Like where did the disconnect happen where they couldn't take that to the real world? Where they couldn't pursue the things that they really wanted as tough as they did. Like they allow reality to sink in and say, no, well, we can't do that. That shit takes some oh, nah. that shit. That shit really takes some um thinking about. I think about that shit all the time. We may have to just have a whole podcast dedicated to risk taking. Just all that shit, man. We are an hour and a half in. That's real. That might be time to wrap right there. That's a good spot to stop so we can kick it in. Kick it off on the next episode. This is episode 25. And, uh, oh, just uh, reminders. What is that? Two weeks out, right? So we, we, there's be a little bit of vacation in between. So we're going to hit you live. Yeah, for the holidays, man, we 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 going to break right here. Episode 25, we'll be hitting you right back at the top of the new year. Fresh content. Same voices. Same people. Please feel free to catch up on any other episodes you missed. Shoot us topics and, and thoughts and ideas and whether you agree or disagree, let us know. We want to grow. We want to change. We want to make some shit really happen for our minorities, for just anybody, just anybody. I'm a, I don't even want to limit it like that. So anybody who got a voice, let us know. If you want to come up here and talk some shit with us and... Shed some light and tell us how wrong we are and how fucked up and whoop, whoop, whoop. We a DM away. That's it. Yeah, DM us, man. I mean, at the I end don't of the day, mind standing by anything I've ever said. We stand by what we say, and we uh, fuck this. If you think man. if you if if you think this dude Jay be wilding and you and you got some shit you want to say to him, come up here. Let's talk it out. I don't. I. I don't think he's scared to, to to answer to anything. We answer any questions. Episode 25. Good times. Let us know. A lot of podcasts don't make it to episode 25. They just give up. They give up. They 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 fall out of love with it. Shit like that. Well, let's be mindful. Like I, I love said, it more and more every week. We got that pie mentality right now. Pie. That pie. How far are you willing to go for that pie? I like that. Remember in high school we learned uh pie 3.14? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's it, man. Man, over and down. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>